Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Kevin Durant said the only thing he could say in that spot. All-Star every year. I was leading vote-getter every year in All-Star games. Sold a lot of jerseys. Team first, and you did not succeed as a team. No, that's not the kind of person he is to say it. Average 30, All-NBA. Was that successful? Now, I don't give the bulk of the blame of what happened to Kevin Durant, but to say your time here with Brooklyn was a success is nonsensical. Team success is a different thing, but you'd like to put how the team does, you know, one of the best players, and call it a failure. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. All right, it is DiPietro Rothenberg with you. The big 9 o'clock hour coming up in about 14 minutes. Stuff you missed. Raymond working on his three stars, as always. Maybe, Raymond, is there a chance we get another... Nugget right before the three stars today. Uh, Let people learn it, a little honest. bit more about you. No, a week away from the birthday, maybe. I think, it'd be nice. I think I think it'd be nice. And you have to admit, we've handled it like gentlemen. You have. You haven't been prying too much, so that's a that's a plus. Um, so maybe we uh, maybe we find a little bit more about Raymond before the three stars today. So we started the show um, with this Kevin Durant story and. I know that you, because it's not your team, Rick, will kind of take the other side. But I really feel strongly about this. I know you're not telling me not to, but man, oh man, what what a, what a soft way that we're living now. That you have to do the right thing by honoring a guy who who demanded his way out from your organization, and you took such good care of, and you treated so well, and he looks at his time in Brooklyn as a a, a success. Uh, this this leaves such a bad awkward taste for me about how this has gone down this has gone down or just in general because it feels like every time we talk about this you have the same opinion about it well it's not going to change i mean this is this is my take i mean it it only makes it worse like i didn't like it i was bothered by it he forces a way out fine all right i didn't kill him for it i mean but to say a that this was a success is stupid to me and b to come back and treat him like he's some kind of royalty is embarrassing from the franchise to me well, i don't know if giving him a, a tribute video is treating him like royalty but why why is that necessary well, I think he told. I mean, he told you earlier in one of the sound clips that we played that it just it to him it's a sign of of respect and it just speaks to what kind of organization the Nets are. They're a classy organization, and I think that's the message that they're trying to send. That's the message that all these organizations are trying to send by doing tribute videos to former players, even if they didn't have the kind of success that everyone was hoping for. It's comical at this point. What aggravated me the most, I mean, besides you keep teasing Ben Simmons for some reason instead of Kevin Durant. Well, because Ben Simmons annoys me too. Okay, but it's just like the the and they're doing it on purpose. I know they're doing it on purpose because we've talked about a bunch of different things, but the rejoins keep keep including Kevin Durant. Like the whole, yeah, we're so focused now on 
team success and we blame that on the best play, and, we, and we couple that with the best player and if it doesn't work out then it's a failure. Yo, yeah, Kev. That's that's exactly what people do now. Well, I mean, and it's not like they made the the NBA finals, right? It's not like they lost in game 7. They won one playoff series in the duration of his time here with the organization. If I would have told you that they get James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and they win one playoff series. If I would have told you that before the whole thing started, A, you would have thought I was crazy. B, you would have said that is an epic failure is what it was. Right. The, the expectation was to win a championship and probably more than one championship, especially when they went and got James Harden as well. Yeah, see, I mean, it's, it's a tough spot for me too because I, I just, and not, any, not, not the, the tribute video, but the whole the whole notion that everyone's everyone's greatness in sports now is tied to how many championships. Just knowing how hard it is to win. But that's where we are, right? Win a championship. Like, I mean, that's, again, do they win? And I know it sucks, and I'm sure it's something he thinks about. I mean, if if they didn't deal with the injuries that they dealt with in that, in that Milwaukee series, if they stayed healthy, there's a real chance they win a championship that year. You know, I mean, what Kevin Durant was able to do. I mean, will his team, and he's, he's what, a, a toe away from that being a three? That's right. And and nobody's denying the greatness that is Kevin Durant. But to, I mean, let, let, let's play the audio again. I th- I think we should because we played it earlier today, and I think it's worthy of uh, of playing again. Let me let me find the exact cut here so I can set it up properly. Here here we go. Uh, was your time in Brooklyn, Kevin, successful? I mean, I like to look at success as like the individuals, what you do as an individual, and how you can bring that as a team. As an individual, I mean. I was all-star every year. I was leading vote-getter every year in all-star games. Sold a lot of jerseys, 50, 40, 90, like average 30, all NBA. I mean, was that successful? You know what I mean? But team success is a different thing. But you like to put the team, how the team does, we like to put that on you know, one of the best players and call it a failure. But when you look at the work, if you want to talk about me individually, you just look at the work that I put in here. I think I have grown as a player. I was on my way to, I'm on my way to mastering the game. I think I, I you know, it was, you know, coming here helped me, you know, push me far closer to that, you know. So that's what I try to take from my time here. I understand that he's looking for the positives. I do. And that, you know, if he feels like his game grew, great. Nobody cares. Honestly, no, nobody cares. You came here to win a title. You came here to get to the NBA Finals. That was the expectation, and you failed at that. And you can sit here and have all the statistics ready to fire off of 50-40-90, which you, sh- you say is incorrect. But, you know, did, did this, All-NBA, All-Star voting, all of it, nobody cares. No, I think, listen, the reality for him, and I think it's unfortunate sometimes, is that you know, he wants to be looked at in the same light as LeBron, George, like one of the greats of all time. And one of the criteria for that conversation is is championships. And for him, you know, deciding to leave a situation where he wasn't getting the kind of credit that he thought he deserved and go to Brooklyn to have it, you know, be his team, his own thing, getting the coach fired because you didn't think he was going to be the guy to get you where you wanted to go, and for it to to result in one playoff series win? <laughs> I mean, that's that's going to affect how people how people frame your legacy. Absolutely as, it is. As good as he is, as much as he, you know, has he's mastered the game, talent-wise, I mean, yeah, he's one of the great players you'll ever see in your entire life, talent-wise. Awesome. One of the great scorers. But, I mean, he, that's, not, that's not what he wants. He wants, to be, he wants to be mentioned in the same conversation as LeBron James. But it's not going to happen. And right now, that's not going to happen. It's not, well, I think it's fair to say it's never going to happen, right? You expect well, him to win a championship this year? Uh, this year, no. Okay. So, and, and he's starting to get a little older. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. 
I, I wonder if they're playing better now, but I wonder if things don't go well there, if he's going to ask out of Phoenix. <laughs> to go where? I don't know. Because whatever you do, you're going to go back to. I mean, if, if you become that, if it's if winning another championship is is something you want that bad, you're going to probably end up going to a team where it'll be probably the same conversation. I think it will. I mean, he'll go to a what? A, a Milwaukee? He'll go to a, I, mean, I can't even imagine Boston would would bring him in. Like he couldn't really win it on his own. So he went to, I mean, he, he handpicked went to Golden State. He, he handpicked Phoenix, went to Phoenix. Team that felt like they were ready to win. They bring in Brad Beal. Doesn't work. So I like it. His mistake was linking up with Kyrie Irving. That was a huge mistake. Uh, for me, uh, I would have stayed in Golden State. That's me. But he heard I mean, the noise. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the, the truth is, he probably should have stayed in Oklahoma City. Um, Well, especially with how that whole thing ended. I think that was part of the criticism, too. Right? Like how, I mean, you had a chance. It's a team you had a chance to beat. And you didn't. Like, you could have, you, you had a chance to, what were they up, 3-1 in that series? Yeah. And you left. You joined them. And now he was, the, I mean, listen, he's the finals MVP. He was the best, I mean, he was the best player on one of the great teams. But he wanted more. He wanted more credit. That didn't work out the way he thought it would work out. And, and think, I mean. I got to tell you, though, if I'm happy, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm different. Take a step back for a second. You're up 3-1 against the Warriors. You guys fall apart and you lose the series. And now you join the Warriors? I know that you've defended it a lot, and I understand your 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 take on it, but it's it's not a great look. No, I don't think it's a great look either. But I mean the way I look at it is this is Kevin Durant is somebody that that hears whatever everything. You mentioned that, right? And I think he looked at a situation in Oklahoma and thought to himself, you know, I don't necessarily know how how we're going to get over the hump because, you know, maybe in his mind, his game with, with Russell Westbrook's game was just never going to be good enough. Didn't mesh well. Or that they were prioritizing Russ over him, whatever it was. So he leaves. And he goes to Golden State and has a ton of success in Golden State. And rather than stay, you're right. He heard the noise, didn't get the credit that he wanted. My point is this, though, is that at the end of the day, I mean, you win... I don't know, four, five titles in Golden State. It's four or five titles. I mean, is that that's not enough? Um, I guess not. I don't know. I, I, they, I, I really believe they could have won five straight championships, and there would have been people that said, "Yeah, but he, you know, like he bought those titles. Like he, he went to a team that was already a championship team. It doesn't impress me." Yeah, you're probably right, but still, like if I'm happy in my situation. I, I probably would have stayed, but I'm not Kevin Durant. No, clearly. And I don't think you're as sensitive as Kevin Durant either. To be that great and that sensitive is is an interesting combination. No, but I also think it's tough when you've seen the guy, you know, the guy you're trying to chase down. You saw how he, like how he did it. And how now, I mean, that's, like there are plenty of people, depending on who you ask, that think LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Right. And I think a big part of that is he goes from, you know, the great setup he had in Miami to, Okay, now that I know how to win, I'm going to go to Cleveland, and that all of a sudden that that Cleveland championship took him to a whole different level because he did it in Cleveland, where he started a you know a, a dysfunctional franchise with you know how that ended with the ownership. I mean, I was surprised he even went back, but he goes back and now wins another one in L.A. Like he he had shown like LeBron James kind of gave you the the blueprint, the map, mm-hmm. and he was trying to follow it, and 
I think you're probably ultimately right, is that deciding to link yourself up with Kyrie Irving was probably his biggest mistake. Uh, Manny and Edison. Hi, Manny. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. So I'm calling because you guys, not just you, but the Afternoon Show and the Michael K Show, you guys are always poo-pooing on my nets. Every time you bring them up, you talk about dysfunctionality and how they messed up and everything like that. I just want to bring it back. The Nets took, definitely took a chance by getting the, one of the greatest players to ever play in the NBA on their team. Right. At, while I understand it didn't work out in a championship, overall, it, just getting that player to come to the Nets, that was a success in itself. Oh, we come on. Manny, Manny, you think it's by true. so – oh, come on. Are you out of your mind? You think that just getting him to come here and getting Kyrie to agree to come here is a win in its own right? That is a horrendous so it, take. So it, it was a win in the fact that we got those two players to not not look at the franchise, you know, because prior to that, people were still talking about the dysfunctionality of the Nets. They came in. Again, it did not work, and I understand. But I, I, the bulk of it, I blame on Kyrie Irving. He followed him. He, he probably shouldn't have, but he did. What Kyrie just, just could not play, be a regular basketball player. So I understood when Kevin Durant wanted to leave, especially after Kyrie left and after Harden left. Like, I, I got it. He didn't come. He came here to be with, uh, with, uh, 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 with the Robins, and now he didn't have a Robin. But overall, I'm not mad at how, again, I wish we were the championship, but overall, I'm not mad at how it went down because we took a chance. We tried, you know, and and hopefully, and the Nets have not stopped trying. They're still trying to kind of win. They're not great, but, you know, so I'm for that. If As long as you're trying to win, then in my opinion, that's a success. Wow. All right. Well, I couldn't disagree with you more. Thanks for the call. I think that is a horrendous take. And I, uh, boy, if you're a, if you're a owner of a team or a GM of a team, you want guys like Manny being your fans. Whatever you do, you just give some effort, and I'm happy no matter what. Yeah, but what? I mean, exactly. What exactly did it change, though? What it changed the narrative around the Nets for for a minute, for a second. But I mean, the you, whole reason you, why you they look chose... at New York basketball, they're not on the landscape compared to the Knicks. Yeah, but the whole listen. I, I mean, how many people were outside of you know what they gave up to bring in? Garnett and Pierce and how that didn't work out. I mean, the fact that Sean Marks was able to recover the way he was able to recover and the team was was set up where it would be attractive enough for KD and Kyrie to make the decision to go there. I mean, that's... And how they even bounce back from... from I mean, are they great now? No, they're not great, but still, they're not, they're not awful. The Nets aren't awful. They're not good. No, I know they're not good, but, I mean, you did just have... I mean, for all the things that you gave up to bring in... Harden and and how you bent over backwards, like they had a good thing before those guys came. They had a good coach, they, they had did. an exciting young team, and they thought, okay, you know, bring these, you know, bring these two in, and then all of a sudden Harden becomes available. Yeah, we, it, it's a championship. Now I, I don't know how true it is because it might have been just kind of a CYA. But do you remember what the Knicks said about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? They didn't want Kyrie without. They, Kevin we Durant. don't want Kyrie. So this idea that Kyrie, you know, goes, you know. A wall and and is so difficult and wants out of here like that that can't be a complete surprise he came with baggage yeah he came with baggage you kind of knew but again he's so talented that you live with all the extra stuff I, I get it but it wasn't worth it with the Nets it was not worth it no but it, no the the expectation was that that would be like all of a sudden a, a Jets fan trying to explain if this whole thing goes sideways with Aaron that it was hey at least Aaron chose us okay well, great for, great and what does that do for you you're Nothing. still losing. We still lost. Yeah, it does nothing for us. We won one playoff series. It did nothing. One playoff series. 
And we I gave mean, up what we had to give up to get James Harden. You know, this guy says you, you always, you know, crap and now all we're over stuck the, with all, And now we're stuck Nets. with Ben Simmons. Right, you got Ben Simmons. He can play one game, like 18 minutes in one game, and now and now he's hurt again and can't play. It's unbelievable. I said it the other day. Like, you're like he's going to be back, he's going to play. No, he's, he's never going to. You will never see Ben Simmons, like, ultimately play consistently ever with the Nets or in the NBA. Ever. It just gives you a little taste. Just a little taste of the talent. And the thing that sucks is he's tremendously talented. He is a go, but that's again. I mean, that's what that cuts. That what that right there is why there's always kind of the hope from I'm sure the whatever organization he's in and the fan base that at some point he just kind of figure it out, figures it out, and wants to actually play basketball. Let, let, let me tell you right now, it's not going to happen. I mean, we are. This is not 18 months into this experiment. This guy's been here for a long time. All right, just to to kind of wrap up my thought here because I kind of been all over the place with this whole Kevin Durant thing. I got a good text from Ty. Ty actually made the point that you know the the whole the whole relationship in Golden State kind of went sideways when you know Draymond let it let KD know. Listen, we won without you. Like we don't need you. We won without you, and that right. was kind of like the end of that. Okay, I want to move on. I guess my I guess my overriding point was with the whole KD trying to chase down being one of the greats of all time. If at the end of the day, it's and it doesn't have to be in Golden State, but let's just say for the for this. This point I'm trying to make, it is Golden State. The relationship doesn't go sideways, and he stays. And it wasn't just two. It, it, wasn't, it ends up being five championships. I know it would always be Steph's team, but still, Kevin Durant would have won five championships, and I'm sure a couple more MVP, NBA Finals MVPs. When you look at the greatest of all time, the greatest of all time that won that many championships have some damn good players that they won those championships with. Like, this wouldn't be unique to Kevin Durant that he didn't have great players around him to win championships. Like, look at the teams, and I know they were they, those were their teams and they were drafted by those teams, and it would be different in that, in that aspect or that respect. But, I mean, look at the players that, that Larry Bird won championships with. Look at the players that Magic Johnson won championships You're right. with. You're right. But like, here, they all but had here, great players. No, but, but here's the thing. Bird, Mikhail, they drafted Bird. Parrish was there. Right? They traded for him. Mikhail, they drafted, right? They brought in Dennis Johnson. It's not like they were a championship team and Michael Jordan said, you know what, I'm going to go to the Celtics or I'm going to go to the Lakers. Those teams are like organically put together, whereas this was a great team that one of the biggest stars in the sport now said as a free agent, I'm going to go join forces with them. I, I Listen, I understand that, but you can't, and I get the point that you're making, but you can't hold the player hostage because his team isn't capable of doing that around him. Right. No, no one, no Not one every is, team is capable of but growing I, but a I championship think him signing with Golden State was the issue. I think him leaving OKC would have been understood. I think him trying to, to make another team take them to that level would have been accepted. My, my take is the disconnect is to sign with Golden State and win rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I get it. It would always be Steph's team. I understand that. But you're also at the mercy of whatever team drafts you or whatever team you go to to, to, to have them try to, to organically or through trades or whatever it is. Because it's never a problem when, you know, the team drafts or makes trades and you're already a part of that team. Hey, well, you know, it's just you got a good GM. They put a good team around you. Like, it's, I, I get what you I totally get what you're saying. I just think by the end of it, if you got five championships, it's still five championships. We watch you play. We see how talented you are. You're right. 
but and no all one's these ever great players talent. played with great players. Right. It right. just so happens that he, I mean, he went to a team that had already won a championship. And was coming off of what, a 73-win season the year prior? Yeah. Um, RJ? Yes. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm well, thank you. Um, you ready for stuff you missed? Yeah. Well, why don't you go ahead? No. See ya! The shit you missed. So the reason we're talking about Kevin Durant is because his new team, the Suns, came in and kicked the behinds of his former team, the Nets, by 16. KD goes for 33, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. And KD said he also doesn't spend any time thinking about what could have been in Brooklyn. Nah. No. I mean, that's just a pointless exercise, in my opinion, to think about what could have been. I mean, what happened? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I thought about, what actually happened, the reality of it. We didn't have enough time together. That's just it. Guys wanted to go their separate ways. We tried our hardest to, you know, salvage everything and bring everything together. We had three or four different teams when I, since I, you know, you know the first, you know, when I signed here until when I left. But at the end of the day, it, I enjoyed coming to work, playing for you know, being a part of this community and playing and representing Brooklyn, regardless of what went on or what said or how I felt, I still came to work. Came to work. The guy loves basketball. You can't argue that. He's a great player. Bad fit. Uh, bad Ky- fit. Following but also, Kyrie was a monumental mistake. Uh, right, but it also speaks to like just when you when you kind of allow players to to pick who they want to play with. It's not always great to like say, oh, this guy's my buddy. I want to play with him. That doesn't mean it's going to always work. It's no. amazing to me that he doesn't hate Kyrie Irving. It's not like living with your friends, too. Sometimes it's cool just to hang out once or twice a week. You live together, and one of you ends up assaulting the other one with a stapler one day. You know, that happened? No, I'm just saying it could. Oh, wow. I one time threw a stapler at a boss in Bristol. I'm sorry? You know, oh, my oh wait, I've heard this. Oh, you never heard the story? I've heard oh, the story, yes. It wasn't like, ad, like you didn't oh. like... Oh, you tell the story. They, they violated the sanctity of. Well, you know. I, I, you know, used to do the fantasy focus. Oh, I heard. Yeah, we yeah. heard this. They had a, yeah. a separate room locked away from me where I could then watch all the games. Giants lost a game to the Patriots. She was a Patriots fan, and it was it like a last second field goal? She opened the door. She's like, "Oh, did you see that game?" And before I had time to think, I just. She table. probably gets PTSD anytime she opens the door now. And yet you've uh, been like promoted like numerous times. Well, they like me very much, yeah. And she guess, likes me, too. Yeah. She knows it was just a moment of weakness. I have some news. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is from our friend uh, Jordan, the conductor, Renan. Mm-hmm. The plan is for Mike Kafka to return as Giants offensive coordinator next season. Per sources, Kafka was a finalist for the Seahawks head coaching job. I'm the conductor. Choo-choo. So I think that at least some continuity is good so, news for the Giants. Did you see an addendum to... I believe Rick sent this in the chat. It wasn't you, Dave, about Robert Sala was kicking the tires on possibly not getting rid of, but bringing in a new offensive mind in addition to Nathaniel. Yeah, I sent it. Okay, you did. I'm sorry. Yeah, give him credit for my sending. It's getting to be a little late in the game to be adjusting coordinators, isn't it? Uh, it feels odd, yes. Mm. Uh, also in Brooklyn, I'm talking about KD, the NBA draft, which is now officially two nights. First round, June 26th at Barclays. Second round, 27th. The order of this year's draft will be finalized in the lottery on May 12th. Th- Kate- that is a monumental mistake by the NBA. They're hoping to generate more trades. You may get more trades, but no one is going to have interest in night two. Uh, KD was not the only star in the NBA back in a former 
the city last night. Damian Lillard back in Portland for the first time. Bucks lose to the Blazers, who clearly got up for that game. Portland wins by three. Dame with 25 in the loss. Here he is on his return. More than anything, it was just kind of draining everything around it and what it was. I ain't going to say I'm happy that it's over, but I'm just like, you know, just dealing with everything that came with it. I've been asked a million times, like, what is like being back in Portland and how do you feel and all of this stuff? But I've really enjoyed being back, but just the whole spectacle of it is just, you know, just a little bit draining. Dame also said, this is interesting, that he could see himself back in a Trailblazers uniform before he's all said and done. Uh, just got thing to say. He just got to Milwaukee. Already been through a couple of coaches, in fact. Uh, Joel Embiid out again for the Sixers tonight. They take on the Jazz. Embiid, that's not great. Back to Philly. Uh-oh. Left the team for further evaluation. That's that. I would imagine that's panic time for the 76ers. It's time to be a little worried. By the way, that Bucks loss, Milwaukee, Knicks one game back. That's amazing. Of second. I told place. you I'm all focused on the two seed. Forget about the four, the five. I went two. That's amazing. The fact that you can say those words out loud. Uh, Anthony Edwards of the T-Wolves, he's been fined $40,000 because he keeps calling out the officials, which he, I imagine now he'll probably slow down on that. College Hoops St. John's loses to Xavier by 11. Rutgers scores only 46. Tough to win that way. They fall to Penn State by 15. Caitlin Clark of Iowa, now second all-time ladies collegiate scoring list. Dropped 35 over Northwestern. She's got a little over 3,400 points. She is 103 points back of Kelsey Plum. Oh, uh, that's good. That's going to happen. Wife of Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. That's right. Speaking yeah. Northwestern on the men's side, their coach was ejected last night. Probably wondering why. Did you see the free throw disparity of that game? Well, Chris Collins was tossed with a second left. They took it too. They got they got number two Purdue to overtime. They ended up yep. losing that game by uh, 105-96 final. And but the reason free throw disparity, as Rick said, forty six to eight. That's Nor- awful. Northwestern had eight free throws. <laughs> the largest discrepancy in Big Ten conference games over the last 25 years. Well, I, I actually forgot. I was Because Northwestern beat them earlier in the year in Evanston. So I saw the game was last night, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. I totally forgot. I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, my God, overtime. Let me get it on. Threw it on. Chris Collins was thrown out of the game. Had to be restrained. Yeah, he was as he was, and And did like those things where he was kind of like, you know, Mimicking the crowd and and waving goodbye, it was it was a lot. Uh, Wandy Peralta, now a former Yankee, officially off to the Padres, four year deal, sixteen million dollars. Robert Kesselman sends a minor league deal with the Nationals. By the way, the Mets, good for people like us us that like to go to bed early. Have announced all Saturday home games will start at either one forty or four ten. So every game. May 25th and earlier. Every Saturday game going to start at 140. Every game after that, uh, June 1 all the way to end of September, 410. So no Saturday evening games at City Field. Seems that is That's the case. awesome. Uh, by the way, the part of the ownership group buying the Baltimore Orioles, this feels right. Cal Ripken Jr. Mm-hmm. in that group. I as agree. is uh, Grant Hill. Seahawks hiring Mike McDonald. Their next head coach is now the youngest head coach in the NFL. Packers have a new defensive coordinator. It's Jeff Halfley, formerly of head coach of Boston College. And the Canucks have acquired Elias Lindholm from the Flames in trade. By the way, the Canucks tied with the Bruins. 71 points. Wow. That's a lot of points. And it finally. Really that's what happens when you get Rick Tukit. That's right. Rick Tukit leading the Canucks. That's right. We leave you with happy birthday, Cassie. Oh. Yeah. So we're done? That, if you missed that earlier in the show. That's I mean, it. Show's I mean, over. Usually when you get to like 927-ish, yeah, there's usually when Sim ends. 
No, yeah. but I thought he was saying the show's over. Yes, the show's over. Great. All right. Rule 76. Stop being lazy, would you please? I'm not lazy. We got we got a million phone calls we got to get to. Listen, John told us yesterday you make a lot of money. Let's go earn it, huh? <sighs> no, no one, and I mean no one, earns their money more than me at the station. Oh, really? Oh. The fact that I have to work with, oh, the, with the three of you? You just... Wow. Day after day after day? Wow. You just struck okay. a nerve. I am well underpaid. I'd like to renegotiate is what I'd like to do. You're going to say that right to Raymond's face. Right to Raymond's face. He's going to just pummel you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. The Cowboys keep saying, Micah Parsons said on his podcast yesterday, they're going all in this season. What What does that mean? I think what? I don't know that Micah Parsons was parroting Jerry Jones there as much as he was saying like what you and I have said. I, like, I hope you're right. I hope I hope that that's what happens. I don't know what else to say. I, I, I'm pretty sure he said like, okay, yeah, no, the next season we're going all in next season. Yeah, but as a player, what, what what does that imply that you didn't go all in? Well, like, I mean, like, I, I, I don't mean? know what, what are they going to do this off season that's going to mean they're they're more all in than than others. Well, that would be the thing. Like, okay, what, are you signing a big free agent? Are you making a big trade? Like, what does Michael Parsons have to do with any of that? Like, Michael, all Michael Parsons is doing is is playing linebacker occasionally more often and and rushing the passer. Right. That that's what he can do. So I I, I don't know that Michael Parsons has any say in. Uh, "Quote unquote," going all in, just get out there and play. And and he and he for his part did, did go out there and say, like defensively, we were embarrassed. We've got to be better. So it probably starts with him. Well, how does it get fixed though? It looks like it is. I mean, Dan Quinn coming back as your defensive coordinator seems that way. Well, I don't. No, it, I don't know. It looks like Dan Quinn might be the Washington head coach. I, I don't know. What is Washington I'll that doing? When, I'll believe that when I see it. I don't know what Washington is doing. Yeah, I saw that story about them being spooked. Supposedly by what by Johnson, Johnson was, by what Johnson, he was yeah, asking for, which doesn't make a lot of sense because I mean it, it's just money, <laughs> and I think I don't think the, the Washington uh, new ownership is hurting for money. They, if if you believe in a guy, pay him. Yeah, you got to take a quarterback. I, I mean, I don't know. Now they're going to take their time though because they have the last job opening. That's right. And, and you know what, RJ, if you recall, I told you. That McDonald was going to get a job, and you you laughed at me. You poo pooed what I said. You you recall that? I believe it was this Monday. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just going off of like like I said, Fox made it sound like deal was done. So that's all I. Can I am a of. little stunned that Quinn did not get the Seattle job. That seemed like a foregone conclusion. Well, but, I mean, but well, it you makes think me- their defense's performance against Green Bay helped that? Yeah, but Probably you're not going to give the guy a job for one awful game. I mean, the Cowboys' defense was good all year. It it does make sense that Ben Johnson. That not getting done, because if reports are true, according to Adam Schefter, he was asking for basically the deal that Harbaugh got. With oh, he wanted $18 million, I heard. Regardless, he's asking for anything in that 
in that ballpark and they, whoever it was, Washington, we assume, I guess, just said no. So that kind of opened the, the floodgates again. I just don't understand with the amount of money, if you love the guy. Now, maybe, you didn't, maybe they didn't love him. I don't know. But how much are you willing to pay him? Like, it would be my question. You're willing to pay him? Like, you, you just answered your own question. They, they didn't love him that much. Okay, so they didn't love him, which is fine. But, like, are you willing to pay him 12 13 and you're not willing to go to 15 or 16 Like, I don't know. Just it, And I get it's $3 million a year. It just feels like with the amount of money this league generates, it, it feels like a weird dynamic. Now, if you don't love him, then that's different. Did you yeah, see? Well, yeah, well, I mean, but also, I mean, how much, like, it, it's great. Like, you're, I mean, if you're, if you're a coach that's in that kind of high demand, you can ask for whatever you want. And then, you know, a team can choose to give it to you. But I could also see a team saying, like, listen, I mean, you're really, outside of being a great offensive coordinator, you, have, you haven't shown us that you have the ability to be a great head coach. So we're going to give you a six-year deal or a five-year deal at 18 million bucks a year. It's a lot of money. And we all recognize that the patience in the NFL right now is, I mean, so two years you can't coach, three years you can't coach, so I'm on the hook for another two years paying you You're right. Paying you million $50 million? Bucks. The only thing, like, his value is only going to go up, I would guess, because that offensive line is awesome. Goff has shown that he's pretty good. You know, Jamison Williams is going to be better. Ramondra's a stud. They have two good running backs. One's elite. You know, looks like Gibbs is going to go to that next level. Laporta's terrific. Like, I don't see that there's not going to be the same demand for him next offseason. He's that good. Right, and this is why he probably feels so comfortable and they gave him a raise right. going back to Detroit. So he's going to pick the perfect spot. Like, this is exactly how much money I want. And I'm sure as much as teams are interviewing him, he's probably interviewing them too, like knowing exactly what he's looking for. I think a lot of these teams you see now that are going are, are deciding to go with, you know, younger, younger coordinators probably have the ability to have much more say than they would if, hey, I'm going to bring Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick into the into the mix here as the head coach. Probably so. Let's. Uh, oh, you know what we have. Do you know what we have? Uh, Superbox Bonanza. Yeah. We really do. It's the final week of Superbox Bonanza 5. Now, each qualifier is going to take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Just be caller number. Ooh, let's be caller number. Be sexy with your number. I don't know if this is sexy, but I think it's topical and relates to your experience at the office. Let's go with caller number two. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Right now, because it was a gurgling. Right now, 888-987-ESPN to select a box for the big game. With a chance to win 500 bucks in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at the half and final score pad of $2,000, all brought to you by a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew honey, along with Security Dodge. Come get some. How's that? You like my Irish uh, brogue? Kind of, yeah. It, it, it spices like- up the read. It's like me in a meeting. You know what I mean? Like, it's normally I wouldn't look forward to the read, but because you do the, the little accent, I look right. forward to it. I, I like it. Let's go to Dave in the car. Say good morning. Hey, Dave, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for having me in, guys. I just got a little take on uh, the Jets and Robert Sala. I look at Sala and all the things a lot of football players have said about him through the years. I look at his trajectory, and then he gets to the Jets, and all of a sudden, red flags and question marks about, you know, what this guy's capabilities are. And then after seeing the article yesterday and looking at the characters at play, Aaron Rodgers and his ego and calling all the shots, Hackett, an owner that won't speak, a general manager who, for all intents and purposes, is, is, has a gag order, and the coach is the only one out there, a defensive-minded coach who sees a quarterback that can't function, but he's saying the opposite when he's in front of the press. I think the guy's been manipulated. 
I think he's been thrown under the bus, and it just speaks to the ongoing dysfunctionality of the Jets. To think that you brought in Hackett also, whose offense with Rodgers with the Packers was successful, what, a decade ago? The offense may not even fit in today's scheme as being successful. It was like it, it was literally going. It, it was literally like like three years ago. <laughs> okay, so three years ago. So you think so Aaron Rodgers, this is and I'm gonna just answer to what you just said there. This is a quote in the article yesterday. Someone said something about um, Hackett. You called play X, Y, Z. Why isn't that play being executed by Rodgers? It was actually in a practice. He says, oh, Aaron made the call. Aaron made the adjustment. He called the audible. So that's up to Aaron. Like, this is the type of leadership you have in place under your head coach. And since everyone's answering to Rodgers, this is where it's leaning. It, it can't be a success. It's just my thought. I think Salah's been thrown under the bus. And I don't see the Jets. I don't see the Jets making the playoffs. Are, next are you a uh, Are you I a Jets fan, Dave? I'm a I'm a, a fan of functional franchise. I like the Jets. Like the Giants. What football team do you root for? I root for I, I root for the Cowboys. I root for the Dolphins. Oh. I root for the Jets right, and the up, Giants as well. Goodbye. Stop it! When you a Cowboys Dolphin, that's disgusting. Um, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's functional football is what he does. Fun, functional, yeah. Cause oh, it was two years ago, I, by the way. I, miss, I misspoke. It was two years ago. It was terrible. That was in a decade ago. It was two years ago that he won uh, the last MVP. Uh, and that's four of them. N- no, it wasn't two. It was three years ago. No, it was it was two years ago. This season, the season the season previous to that was the, and, the season they didn't make the playoffs. And right. then the year... That's, that. three, that's three years ago. So I was right, but you know what I mean. It was two full seasons ago. Right. Um, I don't. I, I don't think. I mean, Salah has not proven to this point to be a very good head coach. I, I don't feel sorry for him. No, I don't feel sorry for him. Don't get no. Don't get that twisted. But I do understand. Like he has not had a great. Like his quarterback situation has been awful. Awful. And I don't know how much say he had in drafting Zach Wilson. Uh, probably very little. Right, okay. Guess. So now he gets hamstrung with the quarterback. He's a defensive-minded head coach, and then they make him move off of Michael LaFleur, who I'm sure, I mean, those, they're tight, right? Like, I mean, they're close friends. He sees what the offense looks like with Zach Wilson, and then he sees what the offense looks like with, I mean, any other quarterback besides Zach Wilson, and still they're like, something has to change, so he has to fire his buddy and then bring in a guy who It has just, not been ideal. I, who just I, failed miserably in, in Denver. It, it has not been ideal. But I think some of the blame has to go on Robert Sala. Of course. Right. That's that's my point. All right. We'll break. Huge. This is a big one. I'm really excited for this Knicks game tonight. Hopefully OG is able to play. We'll get to it. 1-800-919-3776. It's the Melange. It's a Raymond Nugget. And it's three stars on 98.7 ESPN. All right, last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now, he's back for Kick of Destiny 2, and this time, you guys can all play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now, because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes a shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash Rick to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older and physically present in New York. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool. 
to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See full term full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. For help with a problem gambling, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 4-6-7-3-6-9. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave Whatever. <laughs> Honestly, like, like the lack of respect I get at the station is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, they, they fought all over you. <laughs> this is, Raven, it this is, is your unbelievable. <laughs> I try to be a team player. I try to, to bring a high level of dedication to everything I do here. And it's just like, Rick, we, we love you. We love you. Uh, that, I'll tell you what. And this is your best friend. Again, I don't, I don't know uh, how you deal with it. So uh, even to, even you to... would agree that that I'm treated in a nasty way, right? <laughs> well, first of all, he includes he includes you. That's my thing. We want to give you free stuff, Rick. I'm like, well, how about me? Well, you can get a picture of Rick in the free stuff. <laughs> but why does that get sent on the group text? Why doesn't that... listen? If you're going to get free stuff, why doesn't he send a text to you and you alone, Rick? We'd like to give you all these things. What sizes and colors would you like? Fine, but I I have to be dragged through the mud with this for this reason. I think it's because he's because he is. He's smarter than we're giving him credit for. He did this mm-hmm. on purpose. He's smarter than we give him credit for, but he's having children every 15 minutes, huh? <laughs> then he goes, uh, they, they didn't choose you because of your body shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I deserve better, honestly. I'm going to call my union rep <laughs> and see what I can do here. What do I get? You get a picture of Rick. Yeah, what do I, what do I get out of this? You get a picture of Rick in his jacket. <laughs> uh Whatever. That's fine. Big Knicks game tonight. A big one. I'll watch it in all my my, my fatness. <laughs> Let's go to Anthony in Queens. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, Anthony, go. Uh, yeah, hey, come on, for hey, God's sake. Pay attention. Hey, I've been on hold for a long time. So, and you've been running while you're on hold? Uh, for part of the time, yeah. My okay. daughter was born January 17th, and Knicks have not lost since. Okay, and I want to send a message for all the Knicks fans, especially ones like you, me, and Rick, who have seen such bad times. Enjoy this ride. Enjoy it. Don't worry about what star we're going to sign in the offseason. Don't worry about who we're going to get. Enjoy each win because they're awesome. But we are. Maybe they're not homegrown. I don't mean you. I don't mean Rick. I mean the callers. Yeah, people are babies. the Knicks population. You're right. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and we may not be homegrown, a lot of us, but these guys were homegrown together. Having Jalen Brunson signing him when no one really wanted him, that feels homegrown. It's not like we went out and overpaid for a big star. So this is just as good as any other scenario I can bring to my head without winning a championship. Maybe that'll come later. Hopefully it will. But just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. And that's all I have to say. Go next. Love you guys. Listen every morning. Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, he uh, like I'm worried a little bit for his head. Like he sounds like he's not in great shape. I was on hold for a long time, so, so when decided- you decide, I decided to run. <laughs> he turns into Farz Gump as he's on hold. Guys, talking about his newborn daughter. He's running while on hold. Hope he's okay. 
Yeah, that. that seems I respect like a lot. that though. I will, why waste time on hold? Why, I why agree not with do that. something productive. But why? Um, <laughs> what was I going to say now? Why, why are people not enjoying every single day and every single game? I think you're foolish if you don't. Because everyone is, is for some reason, I don't know what it is. They just they want to. Well, what's next? What's next? What are we going well, to? I guess that's just human nature. Level. I guess that's just human nature. Uh, RJ. RJ. Yes. Is this the the lady that goes after you? Yes. This this is sucks to be you, RJ. Yep. Um, she scares me a little bit. Rightfully do, so. Do I do I go to her now? Yeah, I think so. All right, Leah in Spring Valley. Hi, Leah. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Hi. Ooh, Big Dave is scared of me. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> you really are. You really are. What do you got today, Leah? Um, I had an Aaron Rodgers take. I just wanted to say that, like, it seems that everyone thinks that he has the team's best interests in mind, but it really doesn't seem like that because he's putting in his own players that aren't good and, like, basically saying, um, keep this coach in or I'm going to leave, and it's they're bad. So... Yeah, but right now their interest kind of they align because it's in Aaron's best interest to to have success and hopefully win a championship. I think everyone feels like if all of a sudden now, after only playing four snaps, you change the coach, which could mean change the offensive coordinator. Does that give Does that give Aaron his best chance to win a championship? Yeah, I know, but it's not going to be worth it. You, uh, well, you might we'll be see. Right. We don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. Right? I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Thanks for the call, Leah. Um, do you remember the first time she called and RJ's like, I thought we're getting like a seven-year-old or just like there's a little girl. That, that's why she hates him. That was the beginning of their very adversarial relationship right there. Still never recovered. Hold on. Let me just remove my pacifier. Because <laughs> in my comment call screener, it said like Leah, wherever, in parentheses, little girl. So I'm like, hi, Leah, how are you? And she is not a little girl, RJ. Now, you know how it feels, RJ, when people yeah. mis- mistake your voice. For, for a woman. Some people thought you were a little old lady. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, Raymond, give us... Um... Give us the nugget about you, and give you know us the what? I'm, you know what? I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to owe you a nugget because two I'm, nuggets tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. I, maybe I'll give you two nuggets tomorrow because I I was caught up in the John conversation. Uh-huh. What about and, what about and, and one the size bit. of John's nugget? Oh, oh dear. my God! All right, Raymond. I'll, are you well, ready with your stars? Well, yeah. On that note, all right. Today's three stars. Number three. Yeah, well, I guess we'll start with Dave's little adventure in the bathroom there with uh, Mike Brownshire and uh, the person who we still don't know. Did, did we ever forget who that person was? No, I never seen I him saw before some, in my life. I saw somebody tweet that it was Joe Leo and you wouldn't know that <laughs> no, no. because you wouldn't recognize his face. <laughs> no, it was a bald person. So uh, congratulations on uh, breaking your uh, bathroom seal here at the uh, station, Dave. Uh, how do you feel? I I don't feel great. I did, that was not my intent. I didn't want to do that. Nobody feels great when they're trying to have a conversation. And well, and Brancher tells me he goes he goes. You know, there's other bathrooms. You can go to the the, the fifth floor, the sixth floor. It's like well, if you leave this one, I can go here. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. You know why I love Thursday so much? Because like as as off the rails as this show can get, like th- there's a little extra element of it when we get to the observations and did it happen in Florida? And you know the 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 hiff today was very special because we learned about the new place in Florida, back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida, which may or may not have <laughs> been where where uh, they filmed the Deliverance. And again, same uh, 
Same energy as... She was in a movie where she like had a child abducted, Chang'e-ling or something. So, you know. Number one. And again, the, the other big reason why I love the Thursday show generally is because it, it comes off the big Wednesday meeting. And you you just heard some some of the highlights of that meeting. You got you got John all riled up because Rick and I were going over the Jim Harbaugh numbers. It was un, it was the most disrespectful thing I've seen since I've been at ESPN. Uh, but but you know it all works out for Rick like it always does because not not only does he get a, a free show from John <laughs> when when you can see every everything that John is showing off uh, like Basic Instinct over there, but yeah. uh, he, it also turns out today he gets free stuff because it's amazing. Uh, because <laughs> not only do they love Rick's physique but they love someone else's. It's great. Sorry, it, Dave. It, 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 it's a, it's like you're the most disrespectful guy at the station. Let's shower you with gifts. <laughs> it's rule seventy six. No excuses. Play like a champion. It's DPH or Rothenberg. And happy birthday, Cass. I hope you carpe omnia. Ninety eight seventy ESPN. Does he have ED? Oh, it's so clever. Look at us. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.